0: You are listening to the Brave AF podcast. This is the place where we talk about what it takes to live a bold, brave and badass life, which of course is the mindset behind it all. You're in the right place if you want to give fewer fucks about what other people think, quit the procrastination, stop the people pleasing and release your tight grip on perfection. I know a thing or two about all of it. (laughs) I am your host, certified life coach and rebel, Zena Jones. And I am on a mission to help women lead brave as fuck lives whilst also having their own backs. So my friend, let's fucking go. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to the podcast. So today we have an absolute treat. We have one of my clients and friends, Jody, who is a local woman here in New Zealand. So that's super cool because most of my clients are overseas. So we actually get to hang out in person every now and again. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> so I am so excited to share this conversation that I had with Jody with you all because she is an incredible human and such an example of what is possible to so many of us especially as women and she did something recently that was really outside of her comfort zone that required a lot of courage. It was brave as fuck, which is what we're all about right here. It required her to really have her own back. And in this episode, we talk all about that. We talk about like, you know, mentally what it took, what it looked like, what she did. I don't want to give the surprise away. (laughs) And we just have a really super fun chat about things like loneliness and, you know, having your own back and getting outside of your comfort zone and, you know, how sometimes As women, doing some of these things on our own, so I'm giving away a little clue, it was a solo thing, that can be quite challenging. So we talk through a lot of that. So I am so excited to share this conversation with you all. Thank you again, Jodi. This was so fun. All right, guys, here we go. Hey, Jodi, and welcome to the Brave AF podcast. I really wanted to have you on today to share something that you did recently, that was incredibly brave and totally badass and I think that you are such an example of what is possible to so many women. So please say hello, tell our listeners a little bit about you, introduce yourself, all the things. Welcome. Okie dokie. Thanks Zena for having me.
1: <laughs> um, my name is Jody. Um, I am a HR advisor working with Fonterra which is a the biggest dairy industry co-op in New Zealand. Maybe I think it's the world. I think so. Um, yeah, yeah. Let's say it's the world. Yeah. Um, it's pretty big. <laughs> <laughs> but uh it's taking me on my career choice journey. And it's kind of the first step into that. So really exciting position that I'm working in. I I guess I met you last year when I decided to make an investment in myself. Mm-hmm. Um which kind of led me to what I did for my birthday. Yeah. So
0: <laughs> tell us, we're all dying to hear, tell us what did you do or what birthday was it? Cause I think it was pretty significant.
1: Yeah, it was my big three, oh, my 30th birthday. Um, and I decided completely out of my comfort zone to go on a hike over the Tongariro crossing in mm.
0: New Zealand. <laughs> oh my gosh tell everyone like I know there will be a lot of international listeners who don't necessarily know like what that means so tell us a little bit about like what that involves
1: yeah so the Tongariro crossing is um, a hike across one of New Zealand's volcanoes um, I believe it's dormant I hope so
0: I believe so as well.
1: It's not like totally dead. I think it can Mm. erupt because it's Mm. had, because there was a warning like a couple of weeks or so after I did it that there were some bubbles happening. Mm. So I think it's the the one that's not completely dead, but they're not super active. Yeah. Um, Anyways. Yeah. yeah. So it's a volcano um, and it's located in the Tongariro National Park of New Zealand, which is like, I don't know, the biggest city that's nearest to that is Taupo, um, which is, yeah, about an hour away from where the mountain is, um, or the volcano, I suppose. Uh, so it's a 19.2 kilometer hike. Um, but I would say that they calculated that incorrectly. <laughs>
0: I don't disagree either. Like, I think it's very long.
1: Yeah, it's, I think it's way longer. Um, The first 9.2 kilometers is pretty much uphill, uh, you know, climbing up the volcano. Steep, there's a staircase called the Devil's Staircase, which, uh, you know, would deter any other person. But for some reason, I thought, great, let me go do it. Um, and that actually wasn't the most challenging part, in my opinion. Um, once you get to the top of the volcano, there's beautiful views of the Red Crater and the Blue Lakes. And it's just absolutely gorgeous. Like, it's not something that you would see every day. And yeah, it's, it was pretty cool. Um, and then you make your way down. Yeah. <laughs> down. <laughs> For a long way. <laughs> For a long, long way. I remember getting down to the Tahi hut, um, which used to be like a hut that you could spend the night in, do overnights, things like that. Um, but there was um, like a dry avalanche kind of thing that happened and it no longer is functioning. But I was like, the car park where I parked my car is called the Tahi car park. So mm. I thought, sweet. I'm almost at the end. Um, No, it was 6.9 kilometers to go from that hut. And it was a gradual hill, downhill. So Mm -hmm. it wasn't like a super steep hill that you could like take your momentum and run down. It was one of those painful gradual downhill and it zigzags. Um, And I would say that probably was the most mentally challenging part Mm -hmm. of the whole trip because yeah. it just winds it goes fever yeah <laughs> um yeah and I then I got to a point I saw the 18k mark and I thought oh it's not that far away and I ran I ran for <laughs> my life <laughs> to get out and off of that mountain I ran so fast yeah, yeah. <laughs> and eventually I got out and I got out with tears and I had to take my victory shot in front of the end, like you've reached the end map sign or whatever it is, I'm just crying.
0: Yeah, Yeah. and that was the picture you sent me, right? Was the one at the end with the (laughs) tears in your eyes, like I did it.
1: I did take a moment to pause, to flip off at the nine, you know, know, flip off the 19 kilometre mark. Um, And I continued running to get to the end. Um, But yeah, I cried and then an angel. From the heavens, she was coming to just scope out the area for the end of her hike that she was doing with her elderly father <laughs> the next day. Um, and she picked me up and drove me the final two kilometers back to my car. Because yeah. by the time I got to the end, I was like, I can't believe I have to walk two more kilometers to get to my
0: car. <laughs> yeah, I'm done. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I was <laughs> done. And she was an angel that was brought mm. to me to take me to my car. <laughs>
0: Oh my gosh. I, <laughs> one thing I did just want to add for like any like Kiwis listening who aren't familiar with it or any international people as I Googled it ahead of time, because I wasn't sure on the distance. And if you knew so 19.4 Ks, which equates to 12 miles, but it is so steep. Like the first half is like so steep and it's rugged terrain. It's not like a flat surface. It's all different right. kinds of rugged terrain. And then I remember this one part where you literally were holding on to this chain on the side of a mountain, like trying to like clamber up this to the towards the top, like what the fuck like it's like I'm not prepared (laughs) for this that chain
1: was not there when I went. yeah I think that's the bit like after so you kind of go up the devil staircase and you walk through this massive crater yes and then you get to this rubble bit and three cadet troops passed me during this rubble bit (laughs) because there's like I guess there's the army training facilities that are in that area as well so yeah three cadet troops passed me and I said thank you guys for giving me this well-deserved break so I let them all go (laughs) past me and I was like thanks guys have a good time see you at the bottom I never saw them again (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's how long I took (laughs)
0: But that like to speak to that, it one of the things that Google came out with was like it requires a moderate to high level of fitness and a fair amount of preparation to enjoy <laughs> safely. I love this here. To enjoy safely. I feel like that should be in air quotes. Yeah. And it says, so um, be prepared for a long and challenging day out. Yes, I that, agree.
1: <laughs> my fitness level is low to medium. Like I wouldn't say I'm like totally unfit. Um, I can, I mean, I completed this crossing and I'm not moderate to high at all. Um, There were definitely people that were more fit than I was who probably completed it, you know, six, mm. seven hours or whatever the allocated time is. Um, I completed it in 10. Yeah. So I went at my pace. I'm the kind of person yeah. who can do it, Um, like fitness wise, hikes, whatever, I can do it. I'm just going to take a little bit longer.
0: Yeah. And I think one of the things that it taught you in this process is that you're more fit than you give yourself credit for Like, yeah, that is something that has come out of many of our sessions. It's like, yeah, like I'm actually really fit. Like, yeah, it's amazing what the body can do. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And there was another thing I was just going to add. Oh, shit, it slipped my mind. Oh, like, I just want to emphasize the fact that you did this hike solo. Yes. For your 30th birthday, and it was on your 30th birthday. Am I right?
1: Yes. Yep. On my birthday. Yeah. Drove up the day before, woke up at, you know, every hour on the hour because I was scared I was going to miss my, my shuttle to the beginning of the, the right. crossing. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was... It was pretty surreal. Like, yeah, yeah. Tell us, I tell I us think, why.
0: Why did you choose to do this? Like,
1: I think I needed a challenge.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but also there was a part of me that was like, I don't want to deal with the logistics of organizing a group of people mm. to do it. It was a Friday, so people would have had to take time off work. Mm-hmm. Was another thing um and i just didn't want to deal with all of that i i've i've seen a lot of the world and i did it by myself and yeah. it was so weird to come back to new zealand and be afraid to do things by myself mm. yeah so, so this was kind of my moment to get back into the old sling of things sorry dog barking <laughs> have to cut that one out (laughs) Um, but yeah it was it was about getting back to a place where I felt confident enough to go out and do this incredibly challenging out of my comfort zone
0: thing for myself Mm. and how did like yeah and I think that that's so much of what it was right like it was outside of your comfort zone it was a challenge both physical and mental Like, it required a lot of you, but what a hell of a way to bring in your 30s, right? (laughs) Like, you did it in serious style, probably, like, a bit of a hot mess by the end, but style, nonetheless.
1: I mean, normally, I like to be somewhere different for my birthday. Mm -hmm. I've, you know, that's the traveler in me who, you know, one birthday I was in, Disney World, another birthday. I was swimming with dolphins in Australia. Like I like to do something mm. different, be somewhere else. I like the experiences of life and experiencing different things, like different countries, all that kind of stuff. Like I would rather do something like that than have a party where everybody just, you know, yeah, got drunk and
0: mm.
1: combed out and forgot. Yeah. <laughs> like you yeah. know couldn't remember the night before so yeah. yeah and I was stuck in New Zealand so I couldn't go anywhere mm-hmm. um and when I was living overseas for some reason doing the Tongariro Crossing was something that I always wanted to do um and it was always like when I get home on vacation I'm gonna go do this this hike mm-hmm. and the best time of year actually is in March because it's not too hot anymore because mm. New Zealand summer is from what December through February or whatever yeah. that time is. Yeah. So early March is kind of that it's not too hot anymore, but it's mm. also not winter yet. So, because mm. I mean, it's a, ma- a huge mountain that does get snow during the winter time, and they actually yeah. close it off from like April through August or something like that. I think yeah. you're not allowed to access it because of the. Mm weather warnings and all this kind of stuff yeah and as you go along the walk there's multiple times where there's this like poster of like a park ranger that's like stop are you prepared do you have all of these things do you feel fit do you feel tired maybe you should turn around because once Mm -hmm. you go past me you can't turn back you're done for (laughs) It's a
0: very aggressive <laughs> sign. I remember them.
1: There's, more, yeah. oh, there's a few of them. Yeah. Um, they made me laugh a little bit because I was like, yes, to every one of the questions.
0: Yes, sir. Yes, I am. <laughs> I
1: was like, yes, I am tired, but mm. I'm going to
0: keep on going.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, yeah, so yeah, that's... I just wanted th- to do something different.
0: <laughs> yeah. And one thing I would love to know is how did you feel when you finished or like in the days afterwards like reflecting upon what you'd done how did you feel i think the best way to
1: describe it was i felt empowered mm. <laughs> immediately yeah. after the walk i was like i'm getting a mobility scooter <laughs> never walking again <laughs> that's it i'm, I'm done, done. I couldn't even take myself out for a nice birthday dinner I ate a soggy wrap which I didn't eat on my walk I ate a soggy wrap a uh, vanilla coke and what did I have yeah it was a soggy wrap a vanilla coke and an ice cream that's mm-hmm. what I ate for my birthday dinner and I went to sleep after I called all of my friends like all my family and stuff to let them know that you know I'm not dead
0: made <laughs> yeah. I
1: made it yeah um, I But the next day, I think,
0: I just couldn't believe it. Mm. Yeah. Like, it's, I remember, like, it was such a, like, it was, like, in our coaching leading up to it, like, we were talking about both the physical and the mental challenge. And I think for you just to work through both and overcome both on your 30th birthday, right, like a solo hike, I think, empowering is the word that beautifully describes it like you were yeah. so empowered it was like I kind of felt like you were on fire
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean I get emotional about like thinking about it now when I retell this story mm. I mean I've got tears in my eyes
0: talking about it now yeah I think that that just adds to like how much of a pivotal like life-changing moment it is and I know that like myself and other people who have for example like traveled solo like we experience that too it's like it's like holy fuck I can do that like if I can do that what else can I do yeah right like oh my god like this was such a hard and scary thing for me to overcome like solo travelers for so many people like this is really hard. This is really difficult. I'm really worried. I'm really afraid. I don't know what to expect. Holy shit, I just did it. Yeah. How what? <laughs> I just think about my backpack.
1: Like I had this, my friend let me borrow her pack mm-hmm. and it was massive. Like, I'm short. Like, I'm not a, like, I'm a small in height girl. And this pack was, was massive and in it I had every layer i could think of i had extra shoes i had extra leggings extra socks um, i had enough stuff to spend the night on this volcano because i was so afraid that i wasn't going to make it and i said to my yeah. friends if you don't hear from me by this time call the call the people the helicopters yeah. i'm going to need them i'm yeah. i'm stuck in a mountain <laughs> Yeah. and my friend's mom actually let me borrow her like beacon as well mm-hmm. and I, <laughs> I felt so silly because I I rocked up waiting in line for the shuttle with my massive backpack and this guy comes next to me he's like yeah I just drove um down from Auckland and he literally just had one of those bladder backpacks
0: wow <laughs> and he was like you look prepared like, no, i've got uh, everything we could need in here like if there's an event mate you want to yeah, be with me yeah,
1: yeah. i mean that was the first and last time i saw him mm. <laughs> i think he ran like as soon oh, wow. as the, the, the shuttle dropped us off he yeah. was off he was gone yeah,
0: yeah. Um,
1: but i was you know <laughs> with my massive backpack um but i'm thankful for my massive backpack because i had like four liters of water in my bag which i drank every drip of and I had extra water in my car for when I got back to the car so I could down more water like I was so prepared I didn't care about the extra weight that I was carrying at all because it was worth it to have a peace of mind yes
0: if worse comes to worse I'm gonna survive yeah I'm gonna be okay and I think that that really speaks to like the mental preparation like there's so much we can do physically to prepare ourselves to ease the mental suffering like when I say mental suffering like we are worried we're afraid we're scared like there's a lot of uncertainty all these things like what can I do to like prepare for that yeah like how can I ease that mental you know challenge that I'm experiencing right now so that I can just focus on what I'm about to do and I think that you did that right you filled the backpack right up
1: (laughs) (laughs) to the brim yeah first aid kits all the stuff like I'm just so lucky my housemates and my friends are hikers and Mm -hmm. they actually do that kind of stuff for fun like regularly <laughs> so <laughs> they were able to equip me with like all the stuff that I needed and I didn't have to really buy anything to prepare me for this either which was cool because mm. I mean I didn't re- I didn't know at the time if I was willing to invest because it's quite expensive to yeah. like all the things that I had if I calculated how much it was gonna cost me it mm. probably would have cost like being a small fortune yeah um so I was really blessed to have these people who I could, you know, turn to and they were offering me like everything, you know, clothes off Mm. their back kind of stuff.
0: Um, And to speak to that, like some people would use that as a reason not to, like, mm. you know, I can't afford to buy the gear. I can't afford to, you know, or I don't know if I want to invest in the gear. I don't even know if I'm going to really enjoy this. Like, you know, I think of that with like travel, like, you know, buying a fancy suitcase and like, you know, all the equipment that you take traveling or all the equipment yeah. that you take hiking. Like that's that's often like an obstacle that we use. It's like, oh, I can't afford it. Or yeah. yeah, you know, I don't know if I want to invest in that. But when you want the experience bad enough, like when you're willing to leave your comfort zone, you'll always find a way. And I think that that's yeah. what you did.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I think I, I use... Whether or not I can afford it as an excuse often for many Mm. things like, oh, there's this really cool, I don't know, experience to learn a new skill. And it's like, oh, but do I want to invest that much money into learning that new skill? (sighs) Is there another way that I can learn the new skill? But then I don't go and learn the skill because yeah. You know, I convinced myself like, oh, I could do it off YouTube instead. But then I never found but the time. But we never do, right? Yeah. I never <laughs> yeah. found the time to actually, yeah. you know, follow that YouTube yeah. clip to learn how to do it. Yeah. Um, but it's when you make the choice to invest in those experiences or opportunities, that's when you make the most. Of those experiences and opportunities
0: and I think where you get the most growth too, like Hmm. the fact that you were willing to invest in that mentally and physically like ahead of time during you know during the actual day itself but like you got so much mental and physical growth out of that like you gained so much from your willingness to do that and uh, that's one of the things I did want to ask you is like tell us about like how having your own back kind of tied into this like Yeah, I think it kept me
1: accountable because I also got to a point where I'd like told so many people about it that I couldn't actually back out because people are going to be like, How was it? And I'd be like, Oh, it was so good. I even thought about how to photoshop myself in the views. (laughs)
0: Oh. I remember us talking about that. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Cause like, you know, I learned some yeah. Photoshop skills in one of my jobs mm-hmm. that I've had in my past. And mm-hmm. I'm not the worst. Um, and I thought, how can I Photoshop it so that it looks like I did it?
0: hmm
1: But I just like I obviously wouldn't have been able to have this conversation
0: and
1: yeah. the emotions and all that kind of stuff. So it was hard to have my back because it was yeah. all of the like mental preparation beforehand, the physical preparation beforehand. I was, I live, you know, quite close to the Pubmore Hills, which is like this very steep hill nearby. It's like a 10 minute drive away from me. And that's kind of where I started training, if you can call it that. Um, but I do a bunch of dog walking, and I think that's what really. I didn't really train for this, like how someone would train for a marathon, which was my intention when I decided I'm going to do this. Um, But, you know, life, I didn't go on as many steep hikes as I would have liked Mm -hmm. for like building up the endurance and stuff, but I was able to complete it without them. So Mm. it was, it worked out in the end, but yeah, all of the like,
0: yeah (laughs) it's interesting because like what i hear you saying when i think about how you had your own back during this journey is like there was a lot of like i'm still gonna do it regardless of the amount of training like regardless how many times i've like walked up steep hills i'm still doing this i have enough fitness i have what it takes like it was you know that commitment to the belief in yourself and also like you made yourself accountable by telling so many people like you committed you were all in you're like yeah holy shit like i'm doing (laughs) this (laughs) booked the accommodation i booked the
1: the shuttle i asked people's advice like that they had done it like i'd done so much research as well yeah um yeah yeah and
0: i (laughs) i went and did it (laughs) you did do it so Tell us, because I'm really curious to hear about this, like, was loneliness a factor at all? Like when we talk about solo hiking, solo travel, just, you know, like single women in general. And like, if you don't mind me saying like, that's your relationship status right now, right? Single. So many of the women who listen to this podcast, I would say the majority are single women, a huge amount. So tell us about the loneliness component. Like, is that.
1: I think, I mean. One of the, I, I spoke to someone in Kathmandu, which is one of the, you know, outdoors shops yep. and I'm talking about um, different hikes in New Zealand and all that kind of stuff. And they were pretty cheeky and said that they didn't really class the Tongariro crossing as a solo hike. And they didn't class it as a solo hike because there's so many people on the track <laughs> um, there wasn't that many people when I did it, but there yeah. was a lot of people. So I didn't feel so alone. Like, mm-hmm. the, I think the most alone I felt was when I couldn't see anybody mm-hmm. in front or behind me. Mm-hmm. And I think it was that bit where I was walking through the crater and I was totally by myself in this humongous crater. And, you know, there's nothing around like if I dropped dead right now, like, was anybody going to find me? Like, I don't know. <laughs> and um, yeah, but I met a couple of girls along the way mm. and we were of similar, like fitness level. So we kept bumping into each other and I got to know them a little bit. Um, But I think maybe the <clears throat> most lonely I felt was like in the, ho- like the hotel room. Mm like the drive to the Ketitahi car park because there were there were people around often like during Mm. the hike but it was it was those moments completely by myself in the hotel room which were the moments where I could easily think maybe I'll just stay here
0: instead Mm. yeah so tell us how did you work (laughs) through that like what was it that led you to not stay there
1: I kept myself busy. (laughs) I, you know, I laid out everything. I was on the phone with my mom. Mm -hmm. I, you know, one of my great um, distraction techniques is watching a really bad TV show on Netflix. Like I had to distract my mind to make it feel like it was just another day. Yeah. Tomorrow I was, it was like, tomorrow my suitcase is packed, my passport is ready, I'm getting on a plane. Yeah. But instead it was this backpack is packed, my boots are there waiting, mm. I'm going to go on a hike. It was just mm. like kind of changing that mindset and I used a lot of distraction techniques the night before mm. um, and I tried to go to sleep early just to kind of make myself go through with it all. And, yeah. you know, when you're nervous about something, you wake up every hour, you, you have dreams about losing your passport and all of that kind of thing. I woke up every hour and I thought, oh, fuck it, I'm just going to get up. I got up and I had a shower and I actually ate breakfast because I'm not a breakfast eater. <laughs> but I ate breakfast and I left some things for the next morning so that I'd have something to do to distract myself like pack mm-hmm. my lunch for the next day and eat mm-hmm. breakfast and yeah so yeah. I I use a lot of distraction techniques to get me that's to the shuttle
0: yeah and that's so interesting right because I think and I'm not sure how many how many episodes you've listened to but like a lot a lot of the episodes on the podcast I talk about like feeling your emotions and like mm. how we do distract ourselves and like I'll talk about like numbing out or buffering and and yes. that kind of a thing but I definitely think that there is a time and a place to use it when Mm. you know that it's going to support you to get the end result that you want or the goal that you want. And I think that's Mm. exactly what you did. And I love that you've, you've like brought it up because I don't know that we've necessarily talked about it um, on the podcast in that way before, but Mm. like I do the same thing. Like I will use like Netflix as one of my absolute favorites, but like, yeah. When I'm doing a task that is a real struggle for me, and I have ADHD brain as well, like I like to give myself the Netflix whilst I finish the task. Therefore, like my brain has this kind of distraction, but I'm also getting this hard thing done. I'm seeing it through to the end, to the result, to the goal that I want. Like, it's not like I'm distracting myself in a way that's harming me or like against the goal. It's like, no, I'm using it. To get me to the end
1: yeah i mean yeah i love this when i work even my day-to-day work i can't do things in silence mm.
0: silence
1: kind of lets other things creep in mm. like other thoughts or you know lingering it is those moments where you like shiver because you or you cringe because you remembered something that you did a long time ago, and then <laughs> you kind of go oh. on this tangent of thoughts and stuff, and like I experience that kind of thinking when I'm in silence. So mm. I often have something on in the background, um, mm. whether it's music or a show that I don't particularly like I've seen before, so I'm not particularly mm. invested in it. <clears throat> And, and I think at the time I was watching Grey's Anatomy because it's got bajillion seasons. Yep. Um, and at the moment I'm watching Vampire Diaries because it's got a ton of seasons and I've seen it. So I don't need to focus on what's happening because no matter what, I re- like, mm. I've seen it. So it doesn't matter. Mm. Um, but I having something in the background or watching something, or I'm not actually watching it. It's just there. Mm. It helps me to focus and zone in mm. on what I'm actually doing. And I, and the time, the times when I pause it or I get a phone call or something, and then I go back to work in the silence, I think something's missing. Mm. And as soon as I put it back on, I can focus again.
0: Yeah. Mm. Oh, I love this. Yeah. So, (laughs) a couple of other questions I've got here that I wanted to ask you is, what did you learn about yourself in this process and as a result of? doing this hike and doing the, completing the Tongariro crossing?
1: I think the biggest thing was I am capable.
0: Mm. Yeah.
1: Um, like, just because I, you know, <clears throat> from the outside looking in, looking at me from you know, a distance, you probably wouldn't think that body of that person would be able to do something like this, Mm because, you know, I'm not the standard every day, you know, I don't meet necessarily the What's a nice way to like a PC way of saying this? like the societal beauty standards is not necessarily where I fit in mm-hmm. if like from the, an outside person looking at it. So if you just saw me from a distance, you wouldn't think <clears throat> that girl can do that. But by doing, by completing it, I kind of, I proved to myself that it doesn't matter what everybody else thinks about me. Yes. I know that I can do it. I went and I did it. And yeah. it didn't matter what I looked like or what, like, high tech my equipment was. Like, none of that stuff mattered. Yeah. All that mattered was that I had, you know, the confidence and my body was strong enough and I could go and do it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And you fucking did it. Like, <laughs> yeah Yeah, like and I love like just thinking like if you can do that and not only did you do it you smashed it like what else can you do yeah right like it I just love when we do this like when we prove to ourselves that we can do something that you know perhaps by I don't know society standards would be difficult or challenging for us or something that we didn't even think we could do or we were really struggling with when we Mm. actually do it and we've then got the evidence like holy Mm. shit I did that yeah in
1: your face yeah
0: (laughs) now what like yeah
1: (laughs) because there are so many people like and I had a there was a situation with someone you know that I considered my friend Mm -hmm. where they said to me oh I don't think you're going to be able to do it
0: wow and
1: (laughs) if that's not motivation I don't know what is (laughs) Yeah, and, and it was all because I was just a little bit slower walking up. Like, you know, I live in Tauranga in Mount Manganoe and there's a mountain that, you know, everybody kind of uses as exercise, outdoor exercise. Cool. Very cool views and stuff. And I just took longer than she did. Mm-hmm. And she said, I don't think you're going to be able to do the crossing
0: if mm-hmm. you can't
1: even make it up here. I made it up the mountain. Yeah. I just did it
0: slower. Yes. And there's so many people like that can go often, so often that'll go one of two ways, right? Like they'll use that as a reason not to, Oh, like so-and-so said, I can't, like, I probably can't. Right. Like they use that to fuel their own self-doubt or their own concerns. But, and I love that you did the opposite, (laughs) right? Like you are, you and I are on the same page. When someone says you can't, I'm like, fucking watch me. Like, yeah. and that's exactly what you did. You were like, like, I might not be as quick as you, but yeah, I did it. And I'm going to do it again and I'm going to prove you wrong. Yeah.
1: yeah. I don't know about the again part. Um, <laughs> I mean the mouth. I don't mean the crossing. Oh, yeah. The <laughs> mouth for sure. I will yeah. do it again. Yeah. <laughs> but the crossing is a, a 10 out of 10 experience, but a I... once in a
0: lifetime one.
1: Yep. <laughs> exactly
0: love it. <laughs> Oh, I love it. Um, one question I did have for you, and you can say anything you like, is tell us, like, what are you up to now? What's next for you? Like, tell us all the things.
1: Life is really busy right now. I think I'm taking some time to focus on my career goals. Mm-hmm. I didn't really have those before. I lived a bit of a nomad life. Yeah. Um, so I'm now just coming into what I want my career to be and you know still developing I'm still at the beginning early stages um I keep myself busy I look after I've got like a side hustle where I hang out with some dogs do some house sitting that kind of thing so I'm really busy with that um the dogs keep me fit and they keep me feeling Mm -hmm. loved (laughs) yes yes (laughs) makes being a single woman so much easy I mean I can see why single people go out and get an animal I 100% if that was how my life was being directed that's what I'd be doing as well but I still have intentions of traveling and all of that kind of thing and I don't want to do that with a dog like I feel bad leaving it behind so I get my fix by hanging out with other people's dogs and it's great Um, I'm about to start mentoring with the Graham Dingle mm-hmm. Foundation um, through a program called Project X. So that's coming up in October, which is really exciting, getting back to my previous community service roots, which yes. I used to be quite involved before my traveling days. Um, yeah, and just kind of taking it as it, as it comes, like doing things for myself, Um, I'm trying to date myself right now like take myself out to like you know treat myself go to the movies by myself something I Mm -hmm. never thought I would do Mm -hmm. and things like that Um, I've started going to Latin dance classes which I love to dance and I have been a dancer my whole life Um, and Latin dance is just something else it's so Mm -hmm. much fun in it Reminds me of the days working on a cruise ship and all the Latin American and all the everybody on the ship would come together in the crew bar and mm. Latin nights were the best nights and okay. like properly learning the, the skills mm. to do it is is quite cool. And it's a really, really cool community where yeah. everybody's welcome. Everybody's included. You don't know anybody's names, but you've recognized everyone. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, yeah, it's just so cool. And I, you know, I go on my own and it's yeah. an opportunity to meet new people, which is quite cool. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just keeping busy. I don't have any hikes planned. <laughs> 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 I don't think I'll be doing any hikes anytime soon. Um, but I guess I got to start thinking about what I'm going to do for my 31st birthday
0: right we're gonna have to do that one in style that's for sure like watch out (laughs) yeah we'll see (laughs) one thing I do want to highlight though is like you like to me you're such an example of what's possible to so many women because you don't sit and wait like Mm. you go and do the things you want to do like you don't you know, regardless of whether your friends can come with, regardless of whether there's a partner, regardless of whether or not you're scared, regardless of whether it's outside of your comfort zone or uncomfortable, like you do not wait. Like you go out and you do the shit that lights you up. The things you, like you try new things, like you're talking about dating yourself. Like you're not waiting for anyone else or for anything else. You're like, no, like I'm going to go get this. And I really do want to acknowledge and commend you for that. Cause so many Like people in general not just women right like Mm. so many people will just wait and you know because they're afraid because it's outside their comfort zone because there's nobody else to go like yeah
1: yeah. i just think if i waited around i probably wouldn't get to do the things that i want to do yeah and if other people want to come that's cool but if i want to do it i'm gonna go do it
0: Mm Hmm. yeah I just love that about you. I, I try so to anyways. I mean, it was,
1: you know, I've, I've grown a lot since we first met where mm-hmm. I was hesitant to go out and about and it's been a lot of time in my bedroom, hanging out with Netflix and Disney Plus and you know, all of the streaming mm-hmm. services, Grey's Anatomy were my best friends at one point. <laughs> but you know, I've, yeah. yeah, I guess I've just come out of my shell
0: again. Yeah. Yeah. You, you really have. Yeah. Any, like any last things that you would like to add? Is there anything that you want to share that we haven't talked about? Like anything that you want to add? I don't know. I think the main thing
1: is you can, like you Mm -hmm. can, you can do it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. I think I shared a post on that about that on um, Instagram yesterday. I was like, you fucking Mm. can. Like, if you want to make a million dollars, you can. If you want to hike the crossing, you can. If you want to move countries, if you want to find the person to share your life with, like if you want to change careers, like you fucking can. Yeah. Like so often, like the trouble is that we listen more to the doubts and the fears and we let them win instead of, you know, like telling ourselves why we can do it and why Mm. we you know want to do it yeah well, we do have what it takes and, and the
1: time is now yeah because i think i used to be like oh I'll, I'll do it when i can afford it well there's payment plans these days if you really <laughs> want to do something you know like yeah right. like don't let something like money hold you back like yeah. there's yeah don't let your age hold you back like yeah. you know there's yeah if you want to do something, you will find a way to be able to yes. do it.
0: Yeah, that is so true. And I love that you said that. That's such a beautiful place to end because if we want something bad enough, we will find a way to do it. Like I've been in that position so many times where I've like borrowed money off my parents or a friend mm. or sold something like, or like, you know, gone and got a credit card. Like if we want it bad enough, we'll find a way to make it happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for coming on. I am so excited for everyone to hear this episode and to learn from you because you are just such an incredible human, such an example to so many women. So thank you so much, Jodie, for coming on.
1: Thank you for having me. It was an emotional roller coaster, (laughs) but happy to be here.
0: Yay. And also to Buddy in the background. (laughs) Thank you, Buddy, for uh, letting us share your space. he's waiting for his walk that's why oh, right. yeah he's, he's like ready telling to go you it's time
1: yeah 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 she's ready to go for a walk i love it all right thank you jody thanks for having me Zena.
0: hey friends if you want to hang out come find me on instagram i love playing over there and sharing lots of little gems Zena.jones.coach is where you will find me remember Zena is spelt with an x also, you can check out my website, xenajones.com. And if you would like to explore coaching and working with me one-to-one, then please do book in for a consult. I would love to chat with you.